It's Sports Arena, and of course, Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four. I want every pay-per-view for now, ECW on TNN in between. You got myself, Paul, I'm good, as always, by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Well, we've had the heat wave, and uh, now we get to see whether it cools down dramatically. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, obviously, fans of the show, which I'm hoping you are listening to this late in the journey. How could you not? Um, we've been fairly critical in the past about ECW's sort of deliveries to Fallout shows. So we'll see how um, we'll get into this. We're looking at episode 48 of TNN and 378 of Hardcore TV back in July 2000. Ah, oh, the memories. <laughs> Good times. Um, we start off on the Friday like we do every time with ECW on TNN. Episode 48, July the 21st, 2000. We kind of get the ring intro with Joe and Joe, Joey Styles and Joe Gertner. Uh, they're welcome up to the show. Dawn Marine comes out and basically just wants to hear how beautiful she is. Yeah, I mean, they, they really don't really know what they're doing with Dawn Marie at the moment. Um they they bring her out so that uh, Joel Gertner can make jokes. Hey. Um, I mean, um, again, like we said, I know obviously, like you know, years later, but it would have been so much good for her to carry around the tag team titles over at this point, and it also might have been good for her to, you know, if there was a, a young up and coming tag team, you know, say trained by the Hardy Boys or something, should have been good to manage them. Yeah, and you know, this is the thing. We know they get there, so why not you know, why not crib the the Terry Invitational Tournament style philosophy? Um and uh and and kind of, you know, borrow from that in regards to her recruiting or her trying to find the next great tag team to to look after. Sure. Because there are a couple of them around. And and you know, there are a fair few of them that could have used um Dawn Marie just to kind of give them more kudos and something else to do, to be honest. It's the thing, well, that's the newer tag team sort of, I say gives them a reason to be on TV, because I don't mean like that, but it gives them a natural sort of push, because you've always got the backstory, oh, here comes Dawn Marie's new team, oh, this team, yeah, you know, give a focus on the <laughs> team more than just like, hey, the team, everyone. So, uh, but yeah. it doesn't happen, so. Yeah. Um, so she comes out of how beautiful as she is. We get breaking news. Carino has placed a bounty on Jerry Lynn. And surprise, surprise, the Baldies want to collect. Now, if you are if you are counting the references to the pay per view that has just happened, that's one. You may not <laughs> need to count much higher. Um yeah, it's weird, obviously, the Fallout show. For those with sort of long memories, obviously there was a bounty out on Tommy Dream everyone. once by Judge Jeff Jones. Everyone. Everyone has got bounties out on everyone. And the uh, Baldies cashed it. And Raven, Raven, Raven put a bounty on Dreamer for a minute as well. Yeah, so... That all sort of happens. And there's a the sort of bounty on everyone. Um, 
we get a little video intro of the card rundown for tonight. Baldies are making their way to the ring. We then get Tommy Dream and Jerry Lynn versus the Baldies. Well, it starts off Jerry Lynn versus the Baldies and Dreamer sort of gets involved. Yes. Um, Uh, Dreamer to the rescue. Yeah, basically. Dreamer, obviously, I I, I guess the backstory of um, the bounty being on him. So, yeah, what do you think of this as a show opener? I mean, you know, the Baldies are entertaining. Jerry Lynn's fantastic. Nice to see them still trying to do something. Um, I I don't understand Tommy Dreamer being the 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 person who comes to the rescue. Um, doesn't really fit with anything. Again, you've just gone through a hellacious hell stairway to hell match. You've just missed on the opportunity of regaining the ECW championship that meant so much to you. Um, screw it, we're, we're over that. We're on to, to helping someone out against the Baldies now. Um, and then the ending is is even weirder. Yeah, I mean, as you brought it up, do you want to touch on it? Yeah, so um, after setting this bounty and the Baldies failing to cash in, um... Steve Carino and Scotty Anton run down and beat up Tommy Dreamer and um, uh, and uh, Jerry Lynn. Um, they uh, get both of them in the claptrap. Um, so both of them are in their sharpshooter S colds. The best thing I will say about this, the bit I did enjoy about this, was uh, Jazz had got laid out by Jack Victory and Jack Victory is making an unconscious Jazz do the clap whilst uh, they're in the, the holes. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're on to the next feud, which seems to be Jerry Lynn versus Steve Carino still and Scotty Anton versus Bull, uh, versus Tommy Dreamer. Anyone. It's just kind of, like, strange because well, normally when they do the, the bounty sort of esque stories they try and make it last at least a little bit longer than the opening segment Uh, for then the person who's raised the bounty to run in and in essence claim the bounty which is isn't far off the whole judge jones um mike olson thing again no very obviously yeah similar um we didn't get a um, CW Anderson Swinger Simon Diamond promo at the back. Obviously, just sort of discussing everything they're doing and now they're with an Anderson and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so Andersons are good at tag team wrestling. This is the, the general thing. Apart from when they're not. Yes, like uh, when they're part of the New Dangerous Alliance. I, I, I think this is my issue with it. Is is This is all straight after he's just been in a tag team. So, you know, this whole kind of, ah, and Anderson's no tag team wrestling. Well, but you you were in one. That's the thing. There should be more, like, references on now that I'm free from this or, you know, I don't know. they, They should all comment on being away from a comedy act as such, you know? 
Because I know yeah. New Dangerous Alliance weren't, but they were a parody act. So you could frighten the same bracket and a way to readdress him as like serious or. Yeah, I mean, him just kind of wandering off just seems strange. Well, yeah, it just wasn't. And I mean, they didn't have to do a blow off match, but it just very much just like, okay, kind of addressed. You know, even to the fact that the pay per view and whatever it was, they just told them to go to the back. It wasn't a whole like, even they didn't know they weren't together anymore, kind of. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that they, they're sort of moving forward. Um, I guess they're sort of a semi alliance slash group at the moment. So see how they sort of do. Uh, impromptu ECW World Heavyweight Championship match. Just incredible defending his belt against Tajiri. Yes. Um, Sure. I think I think Tajiri did really well. I mean, again, it's a shame because this is a really sort of decent match. They've sort of just thrown it away. But um, I understand why you do it, but I don't think you do it as your... If the, the stairway to sort of hell match and all that is as grueling as what they sort of made out of the pay-per-view, the fact that Justin Credible was then defending his title on the next two shows in less than yep. a week. Yeah. It doesn't... I don't think and tough put, matches as well. Yeah, it doesn't put credible over. It just kind of, you know, just shows Tommy Dreamer really didn't do nothing. But this is the thing. It's, it's um, you know, Dreamer's <clears throat> out in the first match. Credible's out in the second match. What, what's, what's, you know, this was this grueling match, you know, it's too extreme for pay-per-view. What was the point? the thing I mean you could have again just backstage promos anything or it could have come out I know it was probably filmed previously but still at least come out with a, maybe a ribs taped up or a bandage on your head or or don't put the match on that show well yeah but you know I mean, no, I mean you're just, only looking for three matches or so they would have had something I mean they couldn't just put another tag team match but it really wouldn't have mattered because you, you should have just had highlights from the pay-per-view between it and everything else was Filler with a couple of big promos and all that, but we did get the match. Um, again, Tajiri looked good. These two had, like, I thought, pretty decent chemistry. I don't know how it worked as a full blown feud, but I did enjoy it as an actual match. Um, Tajiri sort of semi belongs, he can hang with these people, he can do it. Obviously, yeah, obviously, knowing the show's like you know, 20 years old, there's no doubt that he's gonna win the title, but it was still very, very good. and he definitely should be in that upper upper category because um, he he hang and he's legit as fuck. So absolutely, I mean, looks looks challenge to all of them, danger to all of them. Um, does really really well, um, and and you know a fantastic match. Um, you know, it really is a, a, a solid match between them. Um, Francine. Earn some money this week, so you know gets involved, gets challenged by, um, by by Tajiri, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, a really really good match. Really good match. Um, yeah, just to confirm. Obviously, just incredible wins and retains his title. Main event time. Um, old faithful match. RBD versus Balls Mahoney. Uh, We're again, back to. Again, RVD having half-hour matches. 
Yeah, I would need half hour matches purely, obviously, massively to show Casey on CNN here. Like we said before, these two don't have crap no. matches. They they always click. Um, there is plenty of fresh matches they could do, but it's good to see because it's been a minute since we've seen these two, so it's fine. Uh, we did get to see the Van Terminator as it was sort of like teased and commentary from Joey Styles. Uh, we were talking off air, we're kind of interesting, like um, time wise, obviously, if it's pre recorded, was this technically the first Van Terminator before the pay per view? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very funny because I, I, you know, the whole gimmick is that, you know, the Van Terminator is a move that he's created because of his hatred for Scotty Anton and, and, you know, the revenge of blah, blah, blah. Um, so I did, when I was watching it, have a thought as to, you know, should he really be, be you know, do I think it should be used? Is, is this something that almost, um, you know, he should have uh, saved? Um, yeah. And, you know, what what's Balls Mahoney done to deserve such hatred and ire uh, that, you know, the, the move that could kind of rattle his brain and all the rest of it and all the threats that he gave to Scotty Anton um, is also something that, that you know, Balls Mahoney deserves. Um, but I think your point's <laughs> even more interesting in the sense of, in theory, this was probably the first fan terminator rather than the second yeah which again like you know it's not a, a wild thing i just think it's, it's an interesting sort of little sort of tidbit because i i felt the reaction in the crowd was a lot more oh shit then here it is you know it wasn't go to the top it wasn't a whole like oh my god we're gonna see it it was it looked like a oh fuck kind of like they were more shocked yeah, and I mean, it, it could be that that's... Well, no, I was going to say that it could be that that was recorded after the pay-per-view before it aired, but it aired live, so it's not that going, going to be that at all. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's. I mean, it could just be it's people who haven't watched the pay-per-view. Um, but mm. it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, so... Um, but, again, RVD picked up the win. No surprise there. And uh, he goes... Marching on to get a little winning streak again. Thanks to the end of the show, which is Hardcore TV, the next night, episode 378, July 22nd, 2000. Uh, we kick it off basically seeing stills of RVD hitting that very Van Terminator from the pay-per-view with Joe Styles talking over the top. Joe Styles then sort of says hi, starts the chat, but he's interrupted by a Louis dangerously making his way to the ring with the Blue Boy and Jasmine St. Clair. Um, they get into the ring and then we get the show intro, which again, I just just paying this, but I thought the show intro goes on a bit too long every week. Yeah, certain weeks I understand, like this week after a pay per view, you can sort of be that if you're putting in clips from the pay per view, but generally it does um, do it. But that's just nothing this. Um, Louis Dangerously is in the ring, introduces Jazz St. Clair, and then introduces um, the Blue Boy. He goes on to call himself Bluey Dangerously and uh, then begins to slag off the crowd. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Um, as we've said in previous weeks, you know, the, the former Blue Meanie, the former and future Blue Meanie, um, yeah. 
done incredibly well to get himself into to, to shape. Um, and, uh, you know, it's an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting gimmick only because we know his history. Um, but in that, it's an interesting gimmick. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, it's fine. It's, you know, it's a it, heat-seeking promo. Um, yeah. It's, it, to be fair, it's, it's a different size of um, meaning. It's a good side of meaning in the sense that he's, he's allowed to cut semi-serious promos, I guess, and not just make noises and dance. So it's, it's good to see sort of the character evolution, whether we go back to meaning in the future or what, it's still kind of cool at this point to see him given like a slightly different role within the company. So I think that works. Um, yeah, they keep flag off the credit until Jazz basically comes out and beats everyone up. It's pretty much yes. it. We go to a backstage promo with Justin Credible and Francine talking about just incredible uh, caring about the title more than sort of looking at Francine. We see Carl, which is the future PCO, um, is talking to Cyrus, asking for a title match. Cyrus says, agreed to title match with Rhino, not the World Heavyweight title. They then have a bit of spat about how in WWE, Justin Credible would carry um, Carl's um, bags. And Justin Credible's like, it's different here. You carry my bag. And just seemed very like very weird way to bring it up and just to remind people how low down on the pecking order just incredible is in other federations uh, yeah and um that was my impression as well was was you know I, I i appreciate what you're trying to do is the whole kind of you know don't respect disrespect me i'm the champion here um but i think there's other ways of doing that rather than you know you used to carry my bags yeah, and they kept doing it. It was very much just like, well, here you carry my bags. And it's just like, well, no, you're, you're carrying my bags. And it was just a massive amount of, um, I don't know, I just felt disrespect from that point. I mean, it's not going to hurt just incredible long term, but I just thought for a, a segment, I think they could have handled it differently and made just incredible sort of come across a lot stronger. But um, yeah, PCO or Carl did manage to get himself uh, world title match for later on. Yeah, and again, very strange that the um, Cyrus's thing was like, "Oh no, I've, it was for the TV title." Um, you know, why he's he's trying to kind of conspire against the against the against Rhino um, doesn't hugely make sense. Well, no. Um, next match of the evening, Kid Cash versus Easy Money. We've seen these before. We spoke about it before. They have very good chemistry, these two. Um, they're very much sort of like the sort of Tajiri, super crazy at the moment where they constantly find each other on every show and delivering sort of like decent matches, but he's on every show kind of thing. Absolutely. So, um, the ending is impressive, basically. Easy Money has Kid Cash on the top turnbuckle for a powerbomb as he launches off a powerbomb midair. Cash reverses into a hurricane runner and gets the pin. Fantastic looking spot. I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time we've seen it. Commentary spoke like it did, was. Did he do that with um, Awesome? No. Mm. No, he didn't. No, it, but it feels, I, it feels I think, similar. 
think it feels like familiar. It to Olsen on Sunday Night Heat and picked up a win because I think we watched that not too long ago. So we might be confused with that. Yeah, and Spike then did a similar back spot. to the cash awesome match. Yeah, so also yeah, it's it, all merged it, together. I mean, maybe it's just because it's a a, a fairly well trodden spot now, but it does feel very familiar. Looked good. Yeah, though. it looks stunning. It's it's a great mid air kind of flip, but it works. I mean, these two, you know, really work sort of good together. So it is um sort of impressive all the same what they do but um, yeah Cash picked up the win and um, he'd continue his winning streak if they didn't randomly make him lose for no reason so he goes on um, next up we get a bunch of promos from tag teams from involved in the Fatal 4 way in a minute a lot of them talk about becoming the ECW tag team titles but again the match itself isn't for the ECW tag team championships it's kind of weird again we're talking about a title with no real desire to bring it back at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the most interesting of these promos is uh, uh, Christian York and Joey Matthews um, making their debut. They have apparently been waiting for a year for an opportunity to come into ECW and make their name. Um, uh, and they get that opportunity in a fatal four-way match tonight so, you know, I'm sure they're going to, you know, make the most of that and do very well in that match. Yeah, I mean, I think the craziest bit for them is when they're obviously out, described on commentary, they were trained by the Hardy Boys. Yes. Which in itself doesn't sound crazy until you realise you're in 2000. Yes. And then you just think, When, when wow, did the Hardy, the Hardy Boys debut? 98, was it? Yeah, I was going to say 98, 97, depending which version. But yeah, they still shouldn't be just... You know, training people in the background kind of thing. So that's a credit, obviously, to the Hardys and to these. And yeah, because you just sort of get caught with like, you know, sort of modern day years and you think it's, it's nice, nothing special. And you kind of realize, oh, no way, this was like 20 odd years ago. This is a big deal. Um, so we get that. But like I said, uh, we get the match itself next. That's going to be the Baldies, uh, DeVito and Angel, FBI. Um, Chetty and Nova and a debut in Christian York and Joey Matthews. A lot of stuff going on. What did you think of this one? I I I I'm not sure I agree with the order of eliminations. Um it was a fine match, you know, they're trying to show the the depth they've got in the tag division. Um they just need to actually put the belts back on someone because it's it's far too long since uh Credible threw them down now. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, um, I think the right team won. Um, I mean, they're 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 big on um, Chetty and Nova. Um, I think they were the ones who needed it the least. Um, I think you need to do some rehabilitation on the Baldies at this point. Um, the Baldies, you literally having lose a night before though. That's the problem with a team that's not even a team. And that's that's why I think there's a, a rehabilitation thing with it because they are just, you know, the the, the hired thugs that never get anything done. Mm. FBI um, um, becoming a team a lot more. Absolutely, you can see the 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 the, the um, synergy coming through a little bit more. But then you could have had a good um, shock debut for. 
York and Matthews if they had won. I agree, and I know that they 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 wouldn't have done that. They like to uh, um, lose constantly. Yeah, they like to make you you know pay your debts and things like that. But um, no, it it would been, been crazy, isn't it? I do think them getting eliminated first was the wrong move. I think they could have. There was in the sense that you you bring these teams in, don't you? And it's very much just like, oh my god, here's a new debut team, trained by the Hardys. They got so much ground. They're gone. Yeah, and again, if you if you're going on the logic that um, you know your baldies can afford to lose, then um, what's to stop them getting getting beaten by um, by the the by those two and, and, and you know them making an impact yeah 100% uh, so we get that then we get main event time ECW World Heavyweight Championship just incredible defending against Carl Ouellette yeah uh, also known as the future PCO um, Loser's got to carry each other's bags match <laughs> sort of uh, yeah it's not it's just a title match but Again, like we said, it is strange that Credibles had this grueling match and he's wrestling in theory in TV world another two nights in a row, which um, obviously is good for TV viewing, but for continuity, and that's a bit weird that he would be able to do this. And also, you know, he's signing up. You know, he's the chicken shit heel. So how comes he's he's signing up to these very big, very grueling, very challenging? matches you know surely he's he's dodging challenges rather than you know happily signing up to all these matches well, I massively agree um, yeah no real surprise here you know Credible does pick up the win um, not before the, um, the ending of this one so, uh, I mean, they go back and forth. It's it's a fairly even match. Uh, PCO does a lot of uh, very impressive strength spots. Um, I'm not sure about his silver trousers, but that's a different conversation. Um, and, um, you know, the ending uh, comes when um, uh, Credible sets up a table, tries to put PCO through it. PCO manages to stop, uh, knocks Credible off of the uh, apron, onto the floor, uh, gets hit by a cane by um, Francine, so picks Francine up and body slams her through a table from uh, the top rope. Um, That's enough for Credible to jump up um, and uh, hit That's Incredible uh, for the win. Um, So my my two things are the the trope of... um, people fighting just incredible trying to hit him with his own move and it gets reversed feels a little bit overdone um and that's per- purely because you know the 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 kick down of the the that that's incredible and then you know being able to kind of bridge and pick him straight back up you know it's an easy reversal but it doesn't yeah. have to be done in every single match not every single wrestler is going to try and hit just incredible with that's incredible it, it just you know it makes no sense um, uh, and then the ending was a little bit brutal on, on our Francine. Um, you know, she, she is, is, you know, back to her best of taking like hellacious bumps from the likes of Tajiri and the likes of, um, 
Carlulet. Uh, I thought it was very interesting at the ending that um, Credible's celebrating with the championship, you know, obviously beaten and exhausted and all the rest of it. But, um, you know, he's got his championship. He's got his cane. He's in no rush to check on Francine, who is unconscious in the middle of the ring after uh, the bump. Well, that's the thing. Is like, as long as his belt's all right, he's kind of we're going down that road, aren't we? Yeah, that's the story they're telling, and they're very good at they're being very good at telling that story. I think. Yeah, that's good. That takes us to the end of that. Um, what was your match of the week this week? I think you've got a couple of good options there. I have. Um, so I think uh, my, the match I enjoyed the most out of all of them was um, Tajiri Just Incredible. Um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense in regards to the timing, especially, you know, bearing in mind this is, you know, five days after the hellacious Stairway to Hell match. Um, yeah. But um, really good match between the two of them, some really good spots. Um, uh, you know, the ending was was good with, uh, although ever so slightly botched, with um, uh, Tajiri trying to hit the uh, moonsault from the, the, the middle rope. And uh, credible catching him and and you know hoisting him up to um, hit the the that's incredible with him. Um, yeah, I just I, I love the chemistry. I think Tajiri's doing great stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, I mean I agree. It's, it's um, you might have seen it before, but it felt like a first time match. So when I see it pop up, I was just like sort of really impressed and in getting into it. So yeah. I think it's a good shout. I think it's a great match and people need to go on the network if you have or other means if you check out old ECW and um, yeah, have a little look and enjoy this match. Um, obviously, at underscore Sports Arena is where you're going to find it on Instagram or Twitter. Get involved in the conversation. Tag us in any post you might have. New or old action figures, T-shirts, customs, old DVDs or just a general ECW chat on modern day, really. We talk about stuff. So, yeah, get involved and message us whatever you do. It would be lovely to hear from you. And um, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. So, just like Mr. RVD himself, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>